in this series, we're doing something a little bit different than our normal podcast. I'm bringing you interviews with entrepreneurs so that we can all learn from what other businesses are doing. Today, we have Catherine Skelly. Catherine is the English language mentor. She graduated with a degree in psychology and neuroscience, then trained as an English foreign language teacher. She's now been teaching for 12 years all over the world. She's been awarded two master's degrees specializing in ESL and has studied five languages. This is Vicki Wu, and as always, we're talking about the best tips for marketing your small business. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of the latest updates. Catherine, thank you for joining us. I'm so excited to learn more about you and your business. Thank you for having me, Vicki. I'm excited to be here. Tell me a little bit about your business and what your business does. Absolutely. So I'm English language mentor to career passionate women whose first language is not English. And I want to help them go from, let's say, average English to advanced English with confidence so they can go abroad, they can get international clients, they can go to conferences, and they can fulfill their career dreams on an international level. That's amazing, and I would think that it actually helps these ladies quite a bit to improve their whole their whole way of life if they can get better jobs because they're absolutely English. yeah it's amazing yeah what kind of changes have you seen in some of your clients uh, so for example recently one of my clients got offered a scholarship to go to Australia and study a doctorate degree in uh, chemistry. And I've had other clients get promotions in their jobs, get jobs abroad, uh, Oxford University, Cambridge University. It's amazing. It just transforms their entire life, really. And they're just so happy afterwards because I, like, solved that problem that helps them achieve their dream. And I just I love seeing them get to where they want to be. And tell me a little bit about your background. Obviously, I introduced you but your background and why you're so passionate about starting this business. As you already know, I studied psychology and neuroscience, so I'm really interested in the brain. And I've always loved learning languages, and now I've actually combined the two because I realized that there is so much more to learning a language than just studying grammar, which is what most teachers teach in their classroom for English as a foreign language. And there are so many other ways which are meaningful, and we can communicate and actually learn English better and improve our level at the same time, as well as make meaningful connections and networking. So I'm just that's why I'm so passionate about it because I know that I can help so many people, not only with English but actually because of a scientific level too, because my method is based on what I've studied, psychology and neuroscience. Interesting. That does sound like it would be helpful. I've studied, obviously, English is my first language, but I've studied some other languages, trying to learn them, even if it's just for travel. And I always kind of felt like, rather than rote memorization, which is what it seems to tend to be, that there might be a better way. <laughs> oh, for sure. Memorizing is terrible. I'm actually really bad at that, too. <laughs> How has your business grown since you started it to where you are now? In the past, I was uh, based in person, and as you already know, I've been traveling around the world, and I've taught in 
universities, international schools, language schools, and I just realized that I can access so many more women and help so many more women if I make my business online. So I've been starting to produce content online to help women at the moment for free, but I'm also working on developing my group mentorship program, which is going to start in September. And I'm also going to be mentoring one-to-one -one online too with personally designed programs just to help individuals because this way I can help everyone. That's really what I want to do. So it sounds like you'll have a combination of the courses, which you've already got some of that online learning going, or group mm -hmm. classes or one-on-one. -on -one. So really any of these ladies who want to improve their English will have the way that works just right for them. So that's perfect option for, for anyone, I would think. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you. What was your biggest marketing issue, since our podcast primarily talks about marketing, when you first started your business? When I first started, I'm going to say that uh, the marketing reasons, well, I'm uh, producing organic leads, I would say, is the biggest challenge because nowadays, well, with the coronavirus, it's kind of knocked me a bit financially, so I'm not able to... Uh, let's say, do funnels or Facebook advertising or anything like that that has a big investment up front. So that, I would say, is my biggest challenge at the moment would be organic marketing. And what are you doing to try to kind of work around that? Um, so I'm producing free content online, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and I also started my own YouTube channel recently as well. And just trying to speak to my to my audience as well as trying to find where they are, for example, in Facebook groups. If I go in there, maybe I can see someone that's my ideal client who's struggling and I can reach out to them. Speaking of ideal client, how did you define, what steps did you take to lay out who that ideal client was? Well, I thought about the women that I wanted to help most and ones that I've already helped. and. So I kind of wrote my avatar down, like what qualities they have, what they struggle with, what are their pain points, and then I'm really trying to focus on that because I know these women, I've worked with them already, and to be quite honest, I am my ideal client, obviously not for English, but for other languages too because I love learning languages. And I just thought, well, how can I actually help myself because what I'm creating is what I wish I could have found for learning all the other languages I wanted to learn. Do you see that a majority of your clients are coming so from one country or from one native language background more than others? Um, well, at the moment, I would say most of them are coming from a Spanish-speaking background because that is one of the languages that I have developed up to a very high level, I would say advanced level, because actually one of my masters was in Spanish and in English. Yeah, I know quite a lot of people with that language, and I guess that attracts them to me as well. But also, I would say, uh, Saudi Arabia, I used to teach there, so I actually have lots of in common with people in the Middle East as well. You had mentioned COVID-19, and like all small businesses, entrepreneurs, even large businesses right now are struggling. So how has that impacted your business? Um, well, a lot of more people actually reaching out to me and want help with content to improve their English because they've realized that um, unless they do something to advance their English, they're going to be 
starting the life that they have now. And I think one of the biggest struggles that my ideal client has is that they need to branch out to actually have a better life. And once they realize that, thanks to COVID-19, they're actually making more of an effort. And I think they're more motivated now, too. It's interesting to me how, even though, you know, so many businesses are struggling, restaurants, anything that's kind of service-based, yet there yeah. are businesses that you may not think of that are actually finding more clients now because of reasons like that. So that's kind of an interesting concept to me. It's not all bad news out there. Some of it's actually good, and we're improving some lives along the way. Definitely. What do you wish someone had told you about becoming an entrepreneur and having your own business way back when you started? Yeah, that's a good question, and I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Uh, so if I had to say one thing would be how much time it takes to like really write all the content and the resources and think about everything. I mean, it takes so much time. I don't think I've ever worked so much before, but actually now I'm so passionate about everything that I'm doing that it doesn't really matter if I only have four hours sleep, but I do need to work on that. Yes, but it takes a lot of time. Have you ever outsourced any of the small pieces, even like accounting or anything like that for your business? I did try to outsource uh, someone to help me design my website, but to be quite honest, I got so annoyed with the job that they were doing that I was like, I can do this better myself. So I was just like, mm, I don't want your services anymore, sorry, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm very independent. <laughs> I think I'm a control freak. <laughs> You're not the first entrepreneur I've heard say that, and I get that one on my own, my own things, too. It's like, no, I want it perfect, and my version of perfect is exactly. the same as your version of perfect. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that your methodology, your lessons, the way you present it is a little bit different at times. So I'm used to the normal language programs. I've done one that is just audio-based. You're listening to the phrases and you repeat them and you do it through constant practice and that helps. And then I've done some that are kind of more video-based or, or more interactive where it'll have the word in the other language and it's a cat and you have to choose cat. Um, so how do you do your lessons to bring in some of these other elements that you mentioned? My lessons are going to be designed or they are designed very on real content. So I'm taking um, content from the real, real world and using it in my lessons so they can see actual language. And I'm taking out all the things that I know my ideal client is going to struggle with and go through these uh, uh, words or vocabulary or grammar structures, but not so explicitly because I think the key is for them to get them to understand it by themselves. And this is actually engaging them more and that's actually improving their memory because recently I read a study that shows that if you are happy and engaged when you are learning a language, your memory capacity increases by 30% learning that language. So the key for me is meaningful content with actual interaction about it. Like you and I are having right now, it has to be 100% authentic. And that makes a lot of sense because I've always felt like some of those classes that I've taken different languages in the past, it's teaching you things that 
you may never use. You know, it's teaching me phrases. I'm, I'm like, I'm never going to use that even if I travel over there and I need to speak the language at some point to get done what I need done. Some of these phrases are ones that I'm never going to use in my life. So I love that you take kind of real world examples and use those. It makes a lot of sense and it feels more like the way that you would be interacting with people speaking the different language rather than just repeating back, this is a cat. <laughs> exactly. Recently, I did a couple posts of my content about, like, for example, one thing I do every week is uh, other ways to say, for example, no. Like, oh, I'm sorry I can't do that today because, or apologies, but I have to do this. Because how many times do we literally just say no to a person? So I'm trying to teach them real language that we actually use. Especially culturally, the word no may be correct, but we tend not to be that direct. We probably should be. We probably should all work <laughs> yeah. on being that direct. And <laughs> Those kind of idiosyncrasies with the culture on how you can not come across perhaps as too blunt or too forward, something that meshes. That's really valuable because I've been lucky if I've learned, you know, the word no, but not how to coach it in the way that wouldn't offend someone I was speaking to. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so many women or my clients say things to me, and I'm just like, that was, it, it kind of offends me because, and I know they don't mean to, but that's like our instant reaction. So imagine if they go to a conference or another country and they talk to someone like that. And that's what I'm trying to stop happening because it's not good. <laughs> Not only am I their mentor, but as their mentor, I am their friend, too, because I think it's really important to have deep, meaningful relationships when we're learning a language and not just someone who goes into the classroom like we talked about and teaches grammar. I actually get to know them. We talk about their life, and they need to be engaged. That's going to tell someone, yes, come here, and you'll be done in 12 months. If they do not participate and make an effort, then it is not going to happen. So they need to be 100% clear and motivated about it. As we wrap up here, and I've loved learning how it makes me want to come learn language from you, even though I already know Thank you. So we'd have to work around that. Tell the audience how they can connect with you, your website, your social media, whatever you want to share. They can connect with me using uh, Facebook, which is just Catherine Skelly, my name. My website is www.catherineskelly.com or I'm also on Instagram at catherineskelly2 or LinkedIn, all Catherine Skelly, just my name, easy. That is easy. And we'll also include links to your website and things down in the description. So anyone who wanted to connect with you will be able to do it that way. Any last questions you have for me, you have the opportunity to pick my brain a bit about marketing or business in general so hit me um how did you get your business started like what did you how did you start marketing i actually have a long history with marketing it's funny when you look back hindsight 2020 even when i was a young child i liked to draw but i would draw these really elaborate plans for something like an amusement park and it might mm -hmm. be themed like this one may be all fruits. And so the rides would 
look like a lemon and be named after an apple. And I'd even <laughs> write little jingles for them or a little television skit. And I had no idea at the time what I was, that it was kind of really related to marketing. It was just fun. I liked doing it. And as I got older, I became more interested in art, which put me into design. And that translated into advertising. So from a very young age, I started in advertising and that expanded into marketing. And I've had the pleasure of working with a ton of different companies, big, huge corporations, working with you know global leaders like the Dallas Cowboys was fun and Century 21 mm-hmm. and Southwest Airlines, oh, but also nonprofits and entrepreneurs. And so my heart is really with helping the entrepreneurs because those big companies, they don't need the help. They've got, you know, 200 people in their marketing department. Each person has one little tiny thing. The entrepreneurs is the people who need the help and really they're kind of the backbone of society. So that's where I've chosen to point my focus. Mm, Fantastic. I love that you're so creative. Well, it was great speaking with you. Hopefully our audience will go check out your website and see some of the great work you're doing and follow you. you. And I'm excited to watch you on your journey. So thank you for joining us today. And for any of you listening, if you have a marketing question, drop your question down below and we'll try to answer you directly or we may use your question on an upcoming episode.